Welcome to Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFVA. Over the next hour, you'll be introduced to business and local leaders impacting our community. Text your comments or questions directly to the studio at 540-371-5756. Now, the host of Town Talk, Ted Schubel. We're going to talk uh, Spotsylvania this morning. Supervisor Chris Yakubowski is in from the Battlefield District. Chris, it's good to have you in this morning. I don't know what has happened with us, but we're going to we need, we're going to start doing more radio shows. We haven't done that as, as often as we should have. Sounds great. Great to see you. Thank you for having me. Great to see you. Um, it's 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 interesting watching. It's it's a, with with such a new board, and you're you're now one of the veterans. Yeah, you I, are the veteran I am on the, the board. Veteran, yes, I on know. the board. When you 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 look down that 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 whole line, that must be a different flip because I mean you you've been on the board for for years, but but you served with with um, Emmett Marshall was on when, right, with yes. you, and so I mean you you have you have served with with people who had a lot of government experience. You're now that person who really can can recall things and and, and knows the history. When you put it that way, I'm not sure if I. Yeah, yes, 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 I am. There's there's a lot of institutional knowledge that um that I've I've attained over the years, and um you know just things that we've tried before, and 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 you know different experiences that we've had that I try to uh you know impart that knowledge as and and not in a way of I know best, but in a way of here's what happened. Make up your own mind, uh because I I have really appreciated every single member that I've served with and I've been on there. This is my fourth term, but remember my first term was uh, actually 20 years ago. Right. I was going to say, yes. And then I was off for six years and then I came back and have been uh, there for three straight. So uh, I did get that flavor of, of sort of the, the old time board. Cause on that board also you had uh, Gary Jackson was on there, Hap Connors, Bob Hagan, um, also TC Waddy. Mm-hmm. So I got to serve with all those guys too. And, um, uh, and I'm leaving one out Oh, Vince Honorado. Sorry. Yeah. I don't want to leave anybody out because I'll get a phone call, but, um, <laughs> but I've, I've appreciated working with everybody because, and, and now that we have two new members of the board, it's, it's interesting to see how some of the same issues that have always been there are always there. Uh, but having new, uh, folks come on, gives i think new life to some of these issues and it it brings new perspective and it also brings new ideas and i think it it maybe gets you to refocus on things that uh the the public uh is interested in because you know those guys just ran they were out there talking to the people this is what the people told them so they bring it to us and you know maybe we didn't try hard enough last time or we gave up too early or or we ran into a roadblock or something and so let's take another run at whatever the issue might be. So I, I, it, it breathes new life into the board, especially having these staggered terms. So I think that this, uh, this board is going to be um, uh, very active, and I think we're going to get a lot of good things done. It is interesting watching it as it, we, when there are, is, is a changeover on, on the board, and it's, it's the same thing with, with with city council right now. A couple of new members, mm-hmm. and you do see you you, you see a lot of uh, a lot of different things. I don't know that I've ever talked to you about this. Just it just occurred to me because because you were you were a person that was before your board days. You were, you were involved in in issues and in in, and in local politics. Mm-hmm. It always is interesting to me, even people that are that, that that speak regularly in front of the board then they get on the board 
and they all tell me it's it's much different all of a sudden when you get on the board. I remember Gary Skinner went from the yeah. school board to the board of supervisors, and, and him telling me over the first few months, he said it took six months to just kind of get to the you know understand the flow of things with with the board of supervisors. Well, it, it did, and if uh, on my very first term, you know, of course, I'd never been elected. I I had uh, won a term and. Um, I'm sitting there and, and listening and trying to learn and, and understand all of the stuff that goes into it. Because when you first start your term, you are plunged directly into the budget process right. that has been going on for a few months before you. So you almost feel like you, there's not a lot you can really change. Plus, there's you got to learn all the different you know, acronyms and all the different funds and all the different everything that people were talking about. So it was a good year or two that I, I really didn't say much. <clears throat> Excuse me. And then I, uh, during one board meeting, just started talking. And uh, I remember Gary Jackson leaned over, over to me and he said, man, you haven't said that much the past <laughs> two years as you have said in this one meeting. And I said, well, just wait. <laughs> and so, you know. Um, there is so a, there, it, it, you can learn. I mean, that that, that really is a, is, is a good yes. tactic kind of to take yeah. to, to come in and, you know, I know everything. Well, you know, if, if you think you know everything, you you don't. And, you know, even now I'm still learning different things. And, you know, I have a, a lot of uh, knowledge because of experience. And what I try to do is, is put some common sense to a lot of these issues that come up. Because remember, too, we're only part-timers. Mm-hmm. You know, we come to two meetings a month, you know, more during budget season. We have other uh, committees and assignments that, that we're part of. But this is not a full-time job. You know, I've, I've had plenty of phone calls from people saying, well, you know, where, where's your office? Well, we don't have offices either. And right. so, or a know, secretary or oh, any of that kind yeah, of thing. We have, we have none of that. It's, it's us doing it. And so, um, you know, it, it, especially if you have full-time job or, you know, you commute, uh, to your job also, there's a lot of time that you need to put into it. And if you put a lot of time into it, you'll do a good job. If you just try to, you know, show up to two meetings a month and think that that's all that happens, then, you know, the voters, they'll notice. Oh, it's it's so obvious sometimes on, on bigger issues. You know, well, even in just on small issues, you can tell the people who've read the packet yes. and have read it because over the years you sit there and you watch someone and you just think, this is the first time you're hearing this. Yes, there, actually, during my first term, we used to have the the big three ring binder, so everything was on paper. Now everything's you know digital, and um, I would sit next to a, a board member, and he would open his his book, and it was like that that fresh paper smell. You could tell <laughs> yes. this was the first time he was looking at it, and you could tell by the questions too, that you know they if you just would have read what was put in front of you the the answers are sitting right there now of course if you want to explain it to the public and all that's that's fine too but um you could tell just look at them and you could see that look in their eyes and they had no idea that oh the you know the answer is right there in the second paragraph it is yeah you see that you see that a lot of time right now it it, 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 it has been it's, it's just different because there hasn't been really a uh, having a couple of new members does does change the dynamics of mm -hmm. uh, of a board so it will be interesting it, it, absolutely i mean we're not like the school board where they you know are flipping back and forth over the past couple of years right but um you know getting getting new members in there and, and again the 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 new um, run that we'll take at some of these same issues, I think, is is definitely going to be helpful because it's the same stuff. It's growth and transportation mm -hmm. and traffic and and taxes and and you know school funding and public safety and everything that goes into it. And so um, having 
new perspectives definitely will, uh, I think, liven it up. And I, and I really think that that over the you know my four terms I've been there, uh, I think we've got a lot done. And it's it's uh, very interesting to sit back and just look at all the different uh, you know ideas that came to fruition that now are part of our everyday life. Oh, it is. No, when you, you sit down and because I, because I have not seen you for a show like this and just, just writing some of these things down. And, and in a lot of ways, as we'll talk about this morning, Spotsylvania is sitting as tough as con- situations are and as tough it is right now for localities and taxes and everything. There, there are a lot of good things in Spotsylvania that are in place. Oh, absolutely. I, I, I think that our, our board has done a phenomenal job of balancing uh, spending versus uh, the the tax burden on citizens. Because one one of the biggest things about Spotsy that I don't think a lot of people uh, really understand is that we we really do have two sort of parts of Spotsy. You have the northern area where you have a lot of commuters, a lot of government workers, a lot of um, a lot of uh, new folks that have moved in. Then you have the southern part, and I don't just mean the courthouse. I mean the southern part of the mm-hmm. county where you have people that have lived here for generations after generations. Yep. And, you know, they, they might be very, um, uh, you know, have a lot of land and, you know, we base our taxes on, on your real estate valuation, uh, but that doesn't mean that their, uh, their income has gone up and yet prices go up. And so you really have to balance that and you really have to make sure that you're keeping in mind that every single penny that you're spending is uh, taxpayer dollars. And so you, you need to be responsible with it and be good stewards of, of their money. Take a quick break, and we'll uh, return. Uh, Chris Yakubowski from the Spotsylvania Board of Supervisors in this morning. More on News Talk 1230 WFVA. Welcome back to Town Talk on News Talk 1230. You can weigh in about today's topic on Facebook at WFVA 1230 and by text at 540-371-5756. Here's your host, Ted Schubel. Chris Yakubowski in this morning from the uh, Spotsylvania Board of Supervisors from the Battlefield District. The uh, like you said, it's 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 budget time for everyone. The county administrator gave his uh, his budget presentation last night, and uh, well, I mean, all localities are looking at the same thing. I mean, right. these, these whether you're anywhere in, in anywhere in the state, that these these are tough times. They are, you know, and we we've like I said, we've always had tough times. We've never had a budget that any county administrator said, hey, this is the easy one, you know. Yeah. But, um, but, and they should be because they, they shouldn't just be, you know, a very, uh, you shouldn't be flippant about it. Again, it's taxpayer dollars and, and we need to make sure that we're spending them wisely and, and doing our best with, with what, um, you know, with their money. And so um, he presented his budget last night. Uh, basically our tax rate, and I know numbers on, on law or on the air don't really go well. So I'll only throw a couple out. The current rate is 77 cents and change. And um, he's uh, suggesting a reduction in that by two pennies down to 75. Uh, on average, the average house in the county is around 400,000 uh, valuation. And so that means it's about $25 a month extra to do okay. everything that, that he's proposing. So, you know, that's... It, it, it's not easy to um, uh, to do that. I know uh, it's going to be different for some people. Some people's valuation, obviously, are higher 
meaning they'll pay more. It's an assessment. We, we all got, I mean, I got my yes. envelope with the assessment yes. last weekend. Yeah, people have been telling me. And, and yeah, it was and up so, considerably. It was yeah. not what I expected. Yes, exactly. And so, and like I said last night, you, you the, the commissioner of the revenue is who does the assessments on real estate, and they do them every two years. And you have until February 29th to um, – to uh, if if you think yours is wrong, to go there and uh, and appeal, and again, if you think yours is too high, go appeal. If you think yours is too low, do not go appeal because they will raise it. And then, right. And, and if you do that, don't call me. I don't want to hear that. That's your fault. <laughs> but um, but right now it's it's an average of twenty one percent increase across the county on residential. And again, yes, that is high, and especially for folks on fixed incomes, we need to take a look at our, our um, uh, tax reduction for our elderly and our um, uh, uh, people that are, are uh, disabled to make sure that that is kind of keeping up with the inflation also. Because a lot of this, I mean, and, and we go through this every year, is that we are trying to keep up with Northern Virginia, or I should say with Stafford, who's trying to keep up with Prince William, who's trying mm-hmm. to keep up with Fairfax. So, you know, it, it rolls all the way down to us. So we're trying to do our best because the the biggest cost that we have is uh, county, county and school staff. And so, you know, we want to keep the best that we possibly can keep here and provide the best services that we can, but we're not ever gonna be able to compete dollar for dollar with Northern Virginia, nor do we want to. And so what we need to do is, is try to find that nice balance in between uh, you know, the, the high taxes in Northern Virginia, but also the services that people, because a lot of people are moving here from you know, areas where the services are um, you know, better than what we had had before. So we're trying to keep up. And I will say we, we've done an, outstanding job for what we have. I mean, our our fire and rescue department, if you go back to my first term on the board, we had a, a combined system, meaning that we had some paid, but a lot of volunteers. Yeah. And we literally came to a point that we were not fully staffing uh, fire stations. So we're building these brand new, beautiful buildings, and they're not being fully staffed. And so what's the point of having them if we're not going to staff them? And so... Then what we also decided is we needed to go to um, uh, 24-7 advanced life support at every single station. Because before, we only had it at, I do believe it was two stations, strategically placed in the county. But still, you know, you you get out, especially into the, the lower part of the county, and advanced life support, you know, that that everybody deserves to have that as close by as possible. So, but that costs money. And those are the investments that the county has made while keeping taxes low that you know i think we've we've all benefited from and so um this year we're going to again try to strike that balance um it's not going to be as easy as in years past but um if we would have been doing it uh, incrementally as you know as we have talked about in here um it the the uh hit wouldn't have been as much and it it could have been absorbed a little bit better but you know here we are now we need to basically do what is right for the county and that's the nice thing about this process and about the the new board that we have is i think you'll see discussions and deliberations that you haven't seen over the past decade that um are very uh heartfelt and um we might disagree but i think that we'll we'll be very um uh cordial and very um uh, very much a a board that has disagreements 
but we'll still be able to uh, get along and uh, put the personal disagreements aside and do what's best for the county. So I'm looking forward to that. Well, and we've had, and like you say, there have been so many. Even when when the when the county administrator last night was giving his budget presentation, I thought of for for years you have talked about if we just do if if we whether whether it would be a cent or even a half cent. Mm-hmm. Just to try to make some some uh, some some inroads on in some of these, and so so there are some bills that are going to come due, right. and uh, you know it, it is what it is at this point. Well, and and what we did, and and this again, I'm I, when I when I use this example, and it's not really the example; it's actually what happened. This it speaks. I'm not speaking ill about our uh, fire and rescue department at all. They're they're outstanding. They do a fantastic job, and I support them a thousand percent. But what the board undertook about a dozen years ago was, as I had stated, our our combined system wasn't working. Yeah, and we had a fatality in the in the county that was absolutely awful, and the county leadership at the time said we're going to do something about that because we never want that to happen again. So the county embarked upon uh, getting to a system that we have now. The problem that you have is that if you're building a whole department in your budget. And you're using money that is currently in your budget. There's another part of the budget that's going to suffer, and several dead. Yeah, absolutely. And whether, that, whether it was schools or other, and right. And and in fact, fire, uh, public safety over the past twelve years, their budget has increased forty-seven million dollars, which absolutely it should. Yeah. But at the same time, the schools have come to us and said that their gap, the amount of money that they need, is. $47 million. It's amazing right. how when you actually look at what has happened is we had board members in the past that basically wanted to level fund the schools every single year. And they did for a number of and years. Absolutely. And now you have three different school boards. You had one three years ago that said, we need money. Yeah. You had a, a school board that changed and they were different political philosophies that came in and said, wow, we need money. You even had a new superintendent that used to be our county administrator that even came in and said, wow, we need money. Now you have a new board that came in and said, wow, we need money. So the thing that has been consistent on the school side is that they have been underfunded. And the thing that the county has done, it's like buying a new car and using your savings account to pay for it. Well, at some point, your savings account is gone. Yeah. How do you pay for what you have gone out there and purchased? And we're absolutely going to continue increasing and and building upon our fire and rescue and public safety. But you need to bring the other parts of your uh, county along, and the schools have suffered way too long. And isn't it interesting that when you talk about that $47 million for, for public safety, and all of a sudden that number pops up with the schools right now? Absolutely. And, and over that same time, the school system, in because the county transfers money over to the schools, the schools also get state and federal money. So if you look at their budget, you go, wow, that's huge. But state and federal money always comes with strings, and it's never enough to do what they tell you to do. So the county always has to make that yeah. up. Over that same 12 years, when fire and, and when public safety got $47 million, the schools got $34 million. The schools have you know 3,000 employees, 3,000-plus employees, 24,000 kids. And they're growing, especially our special needs and, and um, English second language uh, learners are expanding. That costs more money, and yet the amount of money that's being transferred over the schools has dwindled. 
So they're getting to a point, and and we've seen it. And if if you have kids in school, you you know what I'm talking about. That that teachers have left. A lot of good teachers have left. We've got a not, uh, some good ones that have come in now, but it's rebuilding, and and we need to get to that point where our with our school system where it's not a us versus them. It's it's all of us working together because they are the biggest part of the county. Um, and we need to stop talking about them as though they're over there and we're over here. No, we're, we're together. We work together. Colleagues on the school board, whether I agree with them or not, um, you know, they were elected. They're, they're responsible to their uh, voters, which are the same voters as I am, uh, in my district at least. And we need to make sure that we work together because at the end of all this, all this, this fighting does nothing because the people that really suffer – especially when it comes to the schools, are, are our kids. And once you, you know, lose a kid for a year or two because of budget cuts and the lack of teachers and lack of support, you know, how difficult is it for that kid to, to get back on track? And we're seeing it with COVID and absolutely and, and, yes, and, and other things. And I know somebody like me, me, me you and I were, were around during the, a lot of the growth and when the river bends and some of these other schools right. were built. And I just keep saying, you keep seeing the growth and you just, you know, just aging on schools. I just, and you see Stafford now right. building schools and you just think it's going one of these days, the school board's going to come forward and say, we need another high school or we need something else. Right. And, and the good thing that the uh, school board has done and the board has done together is instead of building a new school, um, we we have looked at uh, renovating them like to, Cortland, yeah. to add. And so Cortland and Cortland was done. It's, a, it's. If you remember what Cortland used to look like, oh, it's to totally, now. It's, it's, it is a new school. It From is. the outside, it isn't. Mm-hmm. It still looks like the same old, except they moved the entrance to the side, which that made sense. That's kind of where the entrance should have been to begin with. Yeah. But other than that, the inside is absolutely gorgeous. It they is. did a fantastic job. And they're doing that also at uh, Spotsy Middle. But of course, prices are going up. Yep. And so cost is going up. And so it's. You know, that it goes back to the being a good steward of taxpayer dollars that you need to make sure that the things that you do are the wisest choices you can make with the information you have at the time. And then hopefully, um, you know, the next the next decisions you make, you can build upon those that you've made and and hopefully, you know, get to a point where you can avoid that new school for a while because a new high school is running close to two hundred million dollars. Yeah. Which is just ridiculous, in my Mm. opinion. But. Spotsylvania Supervisor Chris Yakubowski here. Much more good stuff this morning. Much more coming up on News Talk 1230. WFPA, it's 830. From the Fredericksburg.today online news studios, this is News Talk 1230 WFBA Fredericksburg, a centennial broadcasting station focused on Fredericksburg. This is Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFVA. Hear the show anytime by subscribing to the Town Talk podcast on your favorite podcast platform. And now, here's your host, Ted Schubel. Chris Jakubowski here from the uh, from the Spotsylvania Board of Supervisors. A little bit more on the budget before we move on to, to a couple of other things. There, there are a number of there, there's there's the budget public hearing and a number of, of times when, when when people can get involved. And uh, it's, you just got the budget last night, and I, it's not adopted. I know till like about the middle of April. So correct, yes. So there, look for look for for chances. And if if you've got if 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 schools or if if you've got you know issues, you know, talk to your supervisor about that kind of thing too. 
Oh, yeah, absolutely. And I'm, I'm also going to start ramping back up on social media, putting out information. And um, what I'm trying to do is, is I, I'm not trying to sway anybody one way or the other. I'm just laying out the facts. And so if, if you yell at me about them, you know, they're just the facts. So they're not, they're not my facts. They're not your facts. They are the facts. And we're trying to get the, um, uh, or I'm trying to get the information out there so that we, at, at least the public can understand what is going on. Yeah, for example, I saw on social media uh, when the assessments came out, and of course, a lot of people are are really um, not just surprised, but you know, a lot of kind of annoyed too. And one of the things I kept seeing was people said that the assessments are going up because of Kalahari, and no, they're not. <laughs> I was just has, thinking, what? It has literally nothing to do with Kalahari. No. You know, again, I. I wish Kalahari well. They're here now. They're going to be part of, of our county and our, our area. Um, I think that the deal that was done, that's why I voted against it, was not um, the best that we could have done. But, you know, that is over with. And um, I want them to succeed now that they're here. Um, but the fact that they're here and the fact that the county did an incentive deal with them has zero to do with your assessments i yeah. mean for goodness sake they're not even they just broke ground i was going to say it's just a lot of dirt moving right, around yeah. right now that, that has nothing to do with but you see that out there and and there's no offense to anybody but of course people that don't follow this every day and i don't blame them for not following this every day there's plenty of life to go live without being involved in local politics is that these some of this information gets out there and it sort of gets into the mindset of the general public and it's just wrong information. And, you know, the, um, the assessments have gone up because the market has gone up and the market has gone up for various reasons. But if you take a look at, you know, um, the, the sale prices of houses, they've skyrocketed. Right. And, and assessments are supposed to be, um, uh, what the market says. So of course there's a lag time to them. And, and again, if you think that your assessment is too high, commissioner of revenue has till the end, or you have till the end of uh, February to appeal that decision to them. And there's a process that you go through. So I encourage you to do that. But, um, short of that, that just means that the valuation of your house goes up and we do, uh, reassessments in the county every two years. And we do that so that you don't have a, a an enormous flip, so, you know, imagine go back four years, and if you only had an assessment from four years ago till now, you know, your your uh, assessment probably would have gone up, you know, 30, 40, 50 say, percent yeah, totally on different. average. Yep. And that really would have kind of, you know, it, it's just, that's very um, unsettling uh, when you're talking with budgets and everything. You want it to be a little bit more settled down. And so... Uh, that whole process is is out there. Um, I want to get the information out there to people because March 28th at Cortland High School, 6.30, I do believe is is the time, is the budget public hearing. People can sign up in advance, come. Uh, we'll be sitting on stage listening. It's not a, a, a back and forth. So if you see us just sitting there not saying anything, we're not trying to be rude. That's just we're there and we're supposed to listen and uh, uh, hear what folks have to say about the budget, and it can be anything about the budget. You don't like how we're spending money here or there. You don't like how you know this is going on, or you think we should be doing something. Uh, you know, you don't just need to wait till then. You can always email or or um, go on Facebook and and uh, uh, message me about these things. But um, we have budget work session next uh, Tuesday. Then the Tuesday after, 
at the end of the month, I do believe, is when we have to set the advertised tax rate. And the advertised tax rate is not the actual tax rate. So if it is higher, don't we always have room. Don't panic. Right, exactly. And we've set it higher in, in years past, and it's come back down. But what that does is it gives the folks an opportunity to speak and say, well, I don't think it should be that high. I do think it should be here. But if you set the number low, which has been done in the past, and in fact, um, there's a, a board many years ago that actually set the tax rate at the end of the whole process, set the tax rate below the equalized rate, which the equalized rate is the rate that says the county will get the same amount of money as it did the previous year. And they actually set the tax rate lower, meaning that they actually reduced revenue even more. And that was at the exact same time that they were growing the public safety department, by the way. So um, uh, that can happen. That won't happen this year. Um, But the advertised rate will go higher, uh, perhaps, or it will go about what it is currently. But Come speak on it. Um, we have uh, every single meeting up until the pu- budget public hearing. You can come. We have two uh, two times to speak, mm-hmm. um, and uh, let us let us know because you know we are trying to do our best with your money and uh, well our money. And um, if you don't let us know, uh, and then you complain afterwards, you know that's that's one of those things that you had an opportunity. So please let us know. I have seen, especially at this time of year, when when you start, you know, breaking things up and and, and talking about them, where where money does get moved around, or it's mm-hmm. it's decided that to be able to do this, we're going to have to make a tough decision here. It's not as though, and especially with a new with a new board, like you say, right. that that has been out there and campaigned last year and and, and and talked to people. This is this is the time that you can have an impact on if oh. if, if you think too much money is being spent on some group or what you know this is this is the time to talk about it yeah uh, yes absolutely and and you you know this is this is um part of the process this is how we do it and the county administrator's recommended budget is just that he recommends now granted he's there day to day and doing the operations of the county uh but there are an awful lot of uh needs that uh the county side especially did not get funded and so in our budget book uh, at the end of the budget book is is a page or two of all of the requests that departments had and in fact this year what we had done i think starting it was back in october is we had departments come and and talk to the board because we hadn't done that in in a good decade and basically explain what they're facing and, and what's happening and what they need and and I think that way you get a better understanding for what goes on. And, and one of the things I found in that, which it, it kind of refreshed it for me, I've, I've talked about it a million times, but is that the state loves to mandate and they love to tell the localities, you need to do all these things, but then they don't give the funding to do them. Oh, and we see it. The, the it, sheriff's yeah. office would have yes. so many more and should have so many right. more employees just based on a state formula. Right. And they never come through. And, 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 no, the, and that's where the, the, and the county is. That's where or, – or roads, VDOT. Right. Oh, roads. yeah. Don't get me started about roads. That's a whole <laughs> yes, other – That's another show. <laughs> that's another show. But they, but, they, but they do that a lot, which is very frustrating because, you know, for example, uh, we had the courts come through. And, and a lot of those folks in there, they're doing – 
the job of three and four people. Mm-hmm. Not and, and I'm not singling them out saying that they're the only ones doing that, but we heard from them this time. And you sit there and go, how many more people throughout the county are doing that? And they're basically holding things together because we got good people and they're doing what's right and they're they're working their tails off and and yet we constantly vilify you know that that while we government. spend too much yeah, yeah exactly now i'm all with you you know federal government that's a whole nother show right there state government too but local government Not this local. is where it happens you know oh and, and is, that's so frustrating because it, people yeah. will will use the same argument right for that they use for the federal government on you know county and city government and it's, I, I i'm always telling people it is right. not the same not the nope. same at all not no not at all and and what we even did is we set up a budget review committee mm-hmm. uh during my first term and, and we've rehashed it and brought it back and and we've had all kinds of people on there look at the budget please here it is what do you think that we shouldn't be doing and when you look at the two biggest uh uh parts of our budget our public safety and the transfer over to schools and and we just heard that the schools have had three different boards that have said the same thing that they are underfunded so you take those two items and you say you know for the most part because there's always waste everywhere and then you have to define what waste is you know because i don't i you know you have to have a standard because if not waste is to you is not to me and you know that it yeah that can go on forever and so what you need to do is kind of have the standards that you're working towards and then everything else um you know, you can discuss and and the issues that we have. We're the ones that that uh, take care of the landfill. We're the ones that do water and sewer. We we, and I say we, the local government. Um, it's really the the staff folks. All that we ever do is set up their, you know, two meetings a month and and we talk to constituents and that's mm-hmm. all. The the heavy lifting is done by by the staff and and the county employees and they do a, a phenomenal job. But the the idea that there is waste like we see in in the federal government is is just not there and i've said to anybody who brings it up if you show it to me i will be your biggest champion to get rid of it yeah but and and you might not like you know for example that the the county does roads roads are a state responsibility so about 20 years the count 20 years ago the county decided that's going to be a responsibility of ours because we can't wait for the state anymore. I was going to say, if you complain about that, then the, you can point to a number of roads that wouldn't have been built. You'd be still right. waiting. You'd be still oh, another 10 years before yes. a road would be built. Right. And now the state has their formula where it says uh, if you have local funding that you can put towards projects, your projects have a better chance of getting funded by the state. So instead of the state funding, they're now looking for you know us to partner with them. Which, you know, it, it's the world we live in now. We can complain about it or we could actually do something. And if we sat there and complained, and complained, we would simply have nothing accomplished. And to me, that's a that's that's ignorant and that's not the way that you do things. Right. Chris Jakubowski here from the from the Spotsylvania Board of Supervisors. There's a it's been talked about I mean it hasn't been talked about as probably as much as and, and hopefully it never happens but the, the George Washington Regional Commission right now there's an interesting dynamic going on that King George and Caroline mm-hmm. are starting to question that whether they want to stay in the George Washington Regional Commission whether they they fit in this region because of as we talk about transportation right right and and actually there is a bill that allows uh, King George to go to another planning district. And and basically, there, there's 16 planning districts around the state, and they're set up so that we can work together on uh, GWRC, which is the acronym, is uh, 
there for planning purposes. Um, then you have FAMPO, which is there for transportation purposes. And so in FAMPO, uh, King George and Caroline are part um, as as neighbors, but they're not voting members. Right. And so um, that yeah, there's 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 this issue that's going on. I really hope it doesn't happen because. They are our neighbors. You know, Caroline's not going anywhere. King George's not going anywhere. They're going to be there. They fit in this. They, they right. fit regionally well. Absolutely. And and I think that there's a lot that we can still work towards. And that's why um, I'm sure we're going to bring up the regional transportation authority that was um, uh, other localities or other or areas in the state have. And part of that is that um, when you have a regional transportation authority, it's it's an area that is it's a taxing authority, mm-hmm. and Northern Virginia, Richmond, and Hampton Roads they all have one, and basically what what they do is they raise taxes to pay for bigger projects. Uh, King George and Caroline are concerned, and rightfully so, that they don't have a lot of big projects, so they'll be taxed and we'll get the projects and they'll get a thank you card, and I, I I'm right there with them. I think that. Uh, we need to, if this goes forward, we need to construct in such a way that that they that they get something out of it too. They're, it's it's absolutely not right for them to to not. And the argument that well, they're they're you know their their uh, residents also use these roads is ridiculous. That I, I don't I don't like that argument. That's no. that's silly. I it's not right because Caroline and King George as localities have uh, road issues that are important to them and need to be addressed and they might not rise to the level of you know regional projects that are 200 million dollars so what we did in uh november at at fampo the regional transportation authority is uh we put the brakes on asking the assembly general assembly to um, put a bill forward and what we did is we basically had them uh, or had ourselves put together a committee so we can discuss these issues and um, we had our first meeting last month. We have another one this month. And we're going through and trying to get everybody's input to kind of shape it to the best that we can to say, if we were to do it, this is what we really want it to look like. We might not get there. Some localities might say we don't want to be part of it. That's fine. But I think the, the collaboration uh, will make a better, um, a, a better bill that we could uh, have the assembly take forward. Well, and – Transportation, like you said, has become so complex because of right. you, you mentioned that, that localities now are, are, are funding their own roads. And then there was the, the, the whole smart scale, and that's now being adjusted. And there are, just, there are a lot of moving parts to this, and, and it is tough for a, for a lot of localities to see where do we fit in or do we want to fit in. And, but, but things are changing. Well, and, and, and of course, they, they, they change constantly. So there was – there's – Smart Scale is a is a state program that basically grades projects on different criteria, and if you get a, a high enough grade, it, it goes for funding. It gets funded by the Commonwealth Transportation Board, which is appointed by the governor, and that's the funding arm for these projects, and well, all, all transportation projects. So what had happened is there's a statewide pot for big highway projects, and then there's uh, district pots. So VDOT has, I think it's 12 districts. And you compete in those districts and you compete statewide. Well, our region did outstanding statewide in getting money because of a, of a certain um, uh, area in the statewide money. I don't want to get into too much detail. It's too boring, quite honestly. But basically what mm-hmm. the CTB, the Commonwealth Transportation Board, did 
is they said, wow, the Fredericksburg area did so well in that one area, we're not going to have that area anymore. So you can't put in your, your projects that way. The only way you can do it is if you have significant local funding, which how do you get significant local funding is through a regional transportation authority. Yes. So they're basically saying to us, either you do it or you don't get projects done. Yeah, that's the problem now. And and I think our uh, residents need to know that this is not you know a, a, a group of us that are are you know just happy to to tax. What we're trying to do is to try to get problems fixed. And if this is the the playing field that we've been put on and that we have to work on, uh, you know we're going to try to do our best to to um, manage it. But you know at the end of it, the whole point is to try to get projects accomplished and get them built. And you have to start because it takes, you know, a long time. I mean, look at the bridge over Route 17. You know, that <laughs> right. thing's been going on for how long? Yeah. And um, and it just takes a long time to get them done. And basically, when, once they're done, unfortunately, you know, they're almost already full. <laughs> so you need to move on to the next. So if yeah. you don't have them in the pipeline, uh, you know, you can really get yourself caught uh, in, in a position where you're trying to play catch up. And, and we've done that for far too long, and we need to start making up some ground. I remember when the Falmouth intersection got done, standing there watching and everybody go through because the first few months it was great. And I oh, remember somebody yeah. from VDOT saying to me, "This is this will be this is good for right now, but a year from now we're going to oh, be yeah. right back to where we were." Yeah, yeah happens all the time. Exactly. Chris Yakubowski here this morning. Quick break. We'll wrap it up when we come back on News Talk twelve thirty WFVA. This is Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFVA. Download the all-new News Talk 1230 WFVA app for Apple and Android. Text your comments or questions directly to the studio at 540-371-5756. And now, here's your host, Ted Schubel. Wow, this hour went fast. Chris Yakubowski in this morning. we got to do this a lot more. Sure, absolutely. There's, 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 especially I with, I mean, I, I have a list here of about seven other things that we never even touch data centers and we get into there's a lot oh, of things to talk right. about we'll get into that with the little time that we have you you mentioned it with with reassessments having gone out there, there is a process if you're looking at that paper and just furious or you're just you know wondering yeah. what do i do there there, there is a way call the, the commissioner of revenue okay. call the commissioner of revenue um if you don't have the number um it's you know could, Google drop me an email it. it's fine we'll, we'll we'll get you to the right place but you only have until the end of february february 29th we have 29 days this month the end of february uh to put in an appeal there's a process that goes through there's i'm, I'm not guaranteeing that anything uh, uh positive will happen for you but at least you can try and um and i please do it because you have a very short window to uh to appeal the process and what if there if there are parts of the budget that uh, you feel that that should be funded more? This is the time too to talk Absolutely. to supervisors. And like you said, the end of March will be the budget public. Is that March twenty eighth at Courtland High School Cortland. at six thirty? Okay, yes. so lots lots of opportunities and lots of things going on. Lots of things in Spotsylvania going yes. on all it's a of a sudden. And uh, yes. boy, if you haven't been if you haven't been by the the, the VA clinic and what wow. that yeah. Route One Route One in that area is just totally transforming in front of our eyes from four mile fork all the way down to 95 there's a there's going to be about 200 million dollars worth of road improvements done over the next several years so it's it's going to transform and it's going to be uh not only great for our veterans but great for our county supervisor chris yakubowski chris thanks we'll see you soon thank you that is it thanks for listening see you in the morning
Thanks for listening to Town Talk on News Talk 1230 WFVA. The views expressed by the hosting guests on this program are their own and not necessarily those of this station, its management, or Centennial Broadcasting. Hear the show anytime by subscribing to the Town Talk podcast on your favorite podcast platform. The Glenn Beck Program is next on News Talk 1230 WFVA. Focused on Fredericksburg.